Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. We're back to Footballist Family, and uh, I want to thank you all for listening today. And I want to thank you for giving me your time and uh, giving me a moment of your day. I want this to be a positive experience for everyone today because we have so much thing, so many things in this world that just are negative. It just really drive us down. And, and I think that's something I want to do today to kind of inspire us to know that we are capable of doing great things and that things can be changed when one person does something to help one person. You may not think it's noticed, but it is noticed. Notice that you can do, know that you can do one thing today. Try to do one thing today to make somebody's life better, to better somebody else. Maybe somebody won't say thank you, but people will notice. I'm reminded of a of a story that uh, <clears throat> a former preacher that I was uh, I was attending church where he was preaching. He said that when he was a youth minister, that he got close to a lot of the kids, and then he got a job preaching that was far away, and that several years later, or I say four or five years later. He got a call from one of his kids, and they said that the youth minister that was there said, I want you to go out and try to thank one person or, or take a moment to thank one person that has done great things to you. And he said, I've tried to track you down. I went to your family, and I, I finally got your number, and I want to say thank you for what you did three or four years ago. You never know what type of good things that you can do in life that can change people's lives. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. I'm going to talk about some inspiring stories. But first, make sure that you uh, like and subscribe to this uh, podcast. Uh, rate me. Let me know what I can do better. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me, let me know what uh, I could do in the future. Give me some topics that we could talk about. But before we get into uh, the story today... I want to make a couple of things. Uh, number one, I want to recommend a book to you. And we've had Jennifer Taylor Hall on the program um, a few weeks ago. She wrote a book called um, um, Amos Alonzo Stagg, College Football's Man in Motion. I put a link to her book in the show notes. So if you want to get this book, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, story about uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg and how he uh, lived a life that basically change people's lives that people recognize that but also how much influence he had on the progression of football to what we have today uh, i encourage you if you get a chance to go and and click on that link and go and buy this book uh download it whatever it is and i encourage you to read it and let me know what you think about it she wrote an amazing book and she's writing a couple more or at least one more that i want to look at and as soon as that comes out i will have it on I'll have her back on our podcast. She's a great writer. <clears throat> but before we go any further, if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a sports history fan. And if you are into sports history, you need to check out newspapers.com. At newspapers.com, you can get access to 640 million pages worth of news from the U.S., Canada, England, Scotland, and Ireland, and more dating from 1798 to yesterday. 
Get a free week subscription to newspaper.com by visiting sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. And with a paid subscription, you will help this production and others of the Sports History Network shows as well. That is newspapers, or that is sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. You know, when you look at NFL players, uh, we typically look at, you know, we look at their size, we look at their speed, and we look at their abilities. We, it's hard to know the guy behind the mask sometimes. You see their numbers, you see their names, but it's hard to know the guys behind the mask. Uh, liking players, you kind of get a little bit more in-depth, and especially with the Internet now, we can look and see stories behind uh, some of these great players that we see here. You know, we, we see uh, sometimes it's a lot, lot harder to get to know certain people. People are guarded. I remember, and, and it's not always good things that we hear about. I remember when I was driving to Arkansas, and it was the day of the NFL draft, first uh, first round of the NFL draft, and the Titans picked Pac-Man Jones. I didn't know who he was. I was hoping for Antron, Antron, Rail, uh, Antron, Antron Roll, excuse me. I was hoping for him. But when I started hearing about some of the things that Pac-Man was known for, you think, well, you hope that a guy can outgrow some of these things. You hope that a guy can outgrow some of these things. And sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. But I want to talk about three stories today, briefly. And then I'm going to talk about the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. The The three stories that I want to talk about deal with some very positive things some inspirational things. In 2000, uh, I got introduced to a guy that I've never heard of. I've heard of a guy named Kurt Warner, but he was the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. But I've never heard of a quarterback named Kurt Warner. And the fact that he beat my Titans in the Super Bowl that year, I I probably don't even want to know about Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was... As we know, he's a Hall of Famer now. He's won a Super Bowl, been in three. Well, it's just a prolific passer. But sometimes we don't understand. We don't know where guys come from until you kind of do a little bit of back stories on him. Kurt Warner was lightly regarded coming out of college, and he was never drafted into the NFL. He was signed in 1994 as an undrafted free agent by the Green Bay Packers. Now. If you know who was the quarterback in 1994 for the Green Bay Packers, Kurt Warner is never going to play. But listen to he was listen to who he was behind Brett Favre, Mark Brunel, who went on to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Ty Detmer, who didn't play much in the NFL but could air out the ball, especially in college, he could do that. The Packers eventually released Kurt Warner. He took a job at the Hy-Vee grocery store in Cedar Falls for $5.50 an hour. Now, many of you, if you're younger, you think, well, that is incredibly cheap to work for somebody. We're getting $10 an hour. My first job was at Walmart pushing carts and helping helping in the uh, lawn and garden section. I had to fight off wasps and mosquitoes in Dixon, Tennessee, and water every plant at 10 o'clock at night. Every plant that was out there, I had to make sure they had water before I can go home. The most fun I had at that job was when we had to get the new riding lawnmowers out of the back of a truck, and we found out that you could pop wheelies on riding lawnmowers. Now, I can say that now, 
that that's when 25 or 26 years ago, I can say that now I'm not going to get fired from that job. But at the time, that's what we did. I made $5 an hour and I was making more than most people did. $5.50 an hour is not a lot, but at the time it was, it was fine. But this is a guy who had NFL capabilities. He went on and signed for the, in the Arena Football League for the Iowa Barnstormers and made it in 1997 to the St. Louis Rams. Now, this is, again, you're looking at a guy who got cut from a team when worked stocking shelves to being now in 2000 leading what is known as the greatest show on turf with some amazing offensive players to the Super Bowl. In 2009, Warner retired. But you know what's even better about Kurt Warner? And, and you don't really hear about this story either. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kurt Warner, uh, when he was let go by the Rams, he went to the New York Giants. The New York Giants drafted a kid, well, actually drafted Philip Rivers, but traded for a kid named Eli Manning. Kurt Warner struggled. And they were talking about putting Eli Manning into the starting role. Kurt Warner went up to his GM and coach and said, if you put Eli Manning in, don't take him out. Let him struggle. Let him work through this, but do not take him out. Why? Because he knew that a young quarterback like Kurt or like uh, Eli Manning could have a lot of problems if they pulled the plug on him quickly if he was struggling. Kurt Warner went on to play for the Arizona Cardinals, taking them to the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner is a great example about a man who didn't let those moments in life take him down. And that's something that I appreciate. It's a great example. Great example. I have a couple more. Pat Tillman. Um, one of the things that the NFL sponsors, I believe it's in the month of November, is salute to service. If you are a member of the armed forces or a retired or served in the armed forces, we thank you for that. My father-in-law retired Air Force. My nephew was in the Navy. My other nephew was in the, was in the uh, uh, Marines. I have relatives that were in different services. My grandfather served in Korea. My other grandfather served in World War II. Uh, military is a special thing because you give up a lot of your time and a lot of your uh, chances to be with your family for years on end. You do it because you want to. You do it because you feel like you need to serve. Thank you so much for that. Pat Tillman was one of those guys that could play pretty much any position in the backfield that he wanted. But he ended up playing safety and played for the Arizona Cardinals. When he was uh, 27, he was – well, let me kind of give you a little bit – go back before I get any further. If you lived through 9-11 like I did and like many of you did, 9-11-2001, you know exactly where you were when the towers fell. Pat Tillman knew where he was. He was a young man who was going to make a lot of money and basically left a lot of money on the table <clears throat> to join the military. And at the age of 27, he was killed by friendly fire, serving his country. Pat Tillman is a hero. 
He was a hero that still inspires men today. We thank Pat Tillman for our freedom, but we also know that his example is something that each one of us, maybe we can't serve in the military, but each one of us can look to, to do things that can sacrifice to help others. Thank you, Pat Tillman, for your service and for what you mean to this country and to, to the NFL. When I was growing up, one of the guys that I really, really liked watching was Work Done. I actually, one neat thing is I have one of his rookie cards. I was looking through it earlier and I said, you know what, there's, there's Work Done. What was special about him? Not only was he a great running back for the Buccaneers and for the Falcons, but he let me read what let me read what I have right here for for Warwick Dunn. It said in 1993, two days after Warwick's done, Warwick Dunn's 18th birthday, his mother, an off-duty police officer, was murdered while trying to stop an armed robbery. Again, it, not only are we thankful for our military, but we're also thankful for the for the police officers who do these things. Uh, they do great work, I and mean, they often. You know, the 99% good, it's often said, well, everybody's like this. Thank you if you're serving serving us as police officers like Work Dunn's mother did. Thank you for that. Work Dunn, who played 12 years in the NFL for the Buccaneers and Falcons, he says that he still grapples with the fallout for losing his mother. During his time on the field, Warwick started doing something for families of people who are in need. Work founded our Homes for the Holidays program to fulfill his mother's dream of homeownership for single parent mothers. The program partners with local organizations to turn houses into homes for single parents through home furnishings and down payment assistance. Now listen to this. Since its inception, Homes for the Holidays has furnished 169 homes provided over 800,000 in down payment assistance and served over 457 single parents and children. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what work done does and, and still does today, even after his career is over. And I believe I have the notes or I have a link to go to this website. If you want to donate to this or you want to help this, I think I have it in, in the show notes and I encourage you to look at that as well. But I want to show you what type of man Warwick Dunn is. Again, you don't hear this on the news. You won't hear this too much. But I found this, and I wanted to share. Sometimes forgiveness is a lot harder than you realize. What would you do if your mother or father was shot by somebody? What would you do if you met that person face-to-face? How would you react to them? Warwick Dunn visited the man convicted of his murder or of his mother's murder on death row in Louisiana. Warwick Dunn said this man, I'm not going to mention his name, but this man said it wasn't me. He, he said, it, I didn't do it. And he didn't show remorse for the murder. Warwick Dunn looked at him and said, I don't care who it is. I just want to come here and say, I forgive you. You've taken so much of my life away that I want it back. And Dunn said, after I, I just felt like I had my life back, he gave forgiveness to this man who killed his mother. And now he says, I feel like I can move on with my life. 
doing great work for people. See, that's inspiration. That's inspiring stories that uh, we don't always hear about, but we need to hear. I think it's good news, especially in our lives that we're living right now. <clears throat> but I want to finish with this. Uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, I remember Walter Payton playing for the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, I remember him on on Tech Mobile, the, the jump after you score, the, the high fives that you score, uh, that you do after you score a touchdown. That's based upon Walter Payton's uh, celebration that the Chicago Bears in 85 did. You'll see that on, on NFL films. In 1999, um, this was renamed. It was once called the NFL Man. Basically, once it was once called something different, but now it's called the NFL Man of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And it was established back in 1970. Now, 1969, it was called the Gladiator Award, and Bart Starr won it. But in 1999, it was renamed the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Each NFL team nominates one player. For the Titans, Kevin Byard would be one of the guys that I remember seeing. Ben Jones as well. But I remember seeing uh, Kevin Byard everywhere. You know, when I followed them on the app, on the Tennessee Titans app, Kevin Byard was everywhere. And that man uh, is, is the epitome of what you think of when you think of the man of the year. This year, and there's been over, uh, well, ever since 1970 to 2020, you, you see all these great men that have done great things for, for the community they're in. Men like Mike Singletary and Warren Moon and Steve Largent, Jerome Bettis, Warwick Dunn in 2004. Uh, each year, the NFL, when somebody is nominated and they win the Man of the Year, they receive $250,000 donated to the winner's charity of choice. All other 31 NFL nominees will receive $40,000 donated to the NFL, or donated to their charity of choice. This year, Russell Wilson won. Um, Seattle, you have you have probably one of the best examples of what it means to, to have a gym as a quarterback. He does so much for the community. He is such a good guy and uh, gives a, such a great example of not only hard work, but grit and determination and also caring ability to, to help others in need. Uh, I have, um, if you go on NFL.com backslash honors backslash man of the year, you'll see a lot of videos, you'll see background to this award. And I, you'll also see the other things that the NFL sponsors in, in help, like Crucial Catch. Um, as my job as a preacher, I have been in cancer wards and been around people with chemo and seen people go down with cancer. Uh, make sure that you're getting checked and make sure that you're getting checked up for that. Uh, we can all be cancer together, but you got to get it looked at early. And that's something that the NFL is doing. My calls, my cleats. I really appreciate how the NFL uh, compromised with this. For a while, people were putting, maybe you remember, you remember back in back in the day, people would put stuff on their headbands or on their jerseys and they would get fined for it. But now the NFL realizes, you know what, we can help. We can help uh, spread awareness for certain things by letting the NFL players put on their cleats what they want to sponsor, and we will, we will auction these things off. So they would make some amazing designs about the charities that NFL pl uh, players want to sponsor. Play 60, 
Get out and play 60 minutes a day. Get out and sweat. Get out and have a good time. Life is not, does not revolve around your phone. Now, I'm saying this hoping that you're listening to me on the phone, but get out and play. Get out and do. Get out and help. The NFL does a lot of great things. Now, I just wanted to give you some encouragement today and show you that there are some great things that the NFL is doing that you and I could do as well, United Way. But again, as I mentioned last week, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Make sure if you're suffering from, from some form, uh, form of mental illness, uh, number one, you're not broken. Number two, you're not alone. And number three, don't feel like this is something that you have to carry on your own. There are people out there that want to help. There are people out there that want to take care of you and that believe you and that love you. Don't take this on your own. You have people that want to help. Message me on Twitter. We can talk. Uh, I don't know you. You don't know me, but I don't care. I want to help the best I can. And if it's just a voice, if you just want somebody to hear you, there are people out there that will do that. You do not have to take this on your own. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week on the Footballers Family Podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.